Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the On the Volley podcast. This is our first episode since our initial World Cup predictions. Um, I'm very, very excited for this because so much uh, stuff has happened and occurred since we made our predictions. Some just wild, um, you know, upsets and everything. Yeah. Um, a lot of interesting stuff for us to talk about. So we're just going to dive right into it. Um, I'm joined also, obviously, by Alex. Um so, um, but Alex, we're, we're just going to start, though, um, you know, right off the bat with uh, Group A. Um, just give me your thoughts on, on how you thought, you know, th- this group. Obviously, we initially picked our uh, predictions and how you, uh, you know, <laughs> reacted to this. How, how you reacted to this uh, group. Yeah. Um, yeah, as for this group, I mean, I think there wasn't, like, any real, like, big shocks. I mean, I thought – I think both of us kind of expected – Although we both, I think we both predicted Qatar to come last. Um, yeah, but well, I think I, I think said yeah, third, we both third, maybe. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, I think we both expected more from this team, like considering yeah. this team has been together for like twelve years, and like, um, and like I don't know, it was just a very sad performance to be honest. Like, agreed. Um, especially in the first game, like. I don't know if you saw, but like the fans were like leaving at like halftime. Stop. And, stop. and they, they were only down like 2 0. Like, yeah. you have a World Cup in your country, you're like leaving at halftime. Like, that, that's, uh, that's just like a bit sad. Like, the only time, <laughs> the only time I can even recall something like that is when like Brazil were leaving in like the semifinal in 2015. Okay. Well, that was and we all know, yeah, part. we all know why that was. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, um, as for the rest of the group, um, uh, I think we both predicted Ecuador to come first and, or not first, sorry, second, but I mean, it looked like they were going to do so until the final match day, but credit to Senegal, um, as for Senegal, um, thought their finishing this tournament was very poor, but, but I we mean, did predict that we did. Predict yeah, that. yeah. 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 I, I mean, they got the job done in the end, but I think, um, Honestly, they they impressed me. Like, um, as a lot of a lot of teams that I weren't expecting to do well did. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, their finishing kind of let them down. I think they probably could have topped the group and beat the Netherlands even even if they if they had better finishing. But yeah, no, no real shocks here. As for the Netherlands as well, um, uh, honestly, a bit underwhelming. But in the end, they did get the job done, and now they come against the U.S. tomorrow morning. But we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Yep, I agree with you. Uh, group A, not a whole lot of surprises. Um, Senegal did fit my initial prediction on my YouTube channel, Belgium Fan TV, if any of you are subscribed to that. Um, I did say Senegal would go through, but that was presuming they had Mane. Um, but we've, we've kind of discussed you don't think Mane is, you know, that influential of a player for the Senegalese national team. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it did show, though, a bit that Senegal can Yeah, play they were lacking well. that cutting edge a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, they still did play very, very well and got mm-hmm. out of the group without him. It is impressive, to say yeah. the least. Um, yeah, Ecuador honestly surprised me with how, how good they played. Um, but, you know, unlucky not to go through. They do have a lot of young talent, though. I expect them to be – to hopefully get out of the group in 2026. I mean, we can't obviously judge now because we don't know who's playing. Uh, yeah. Qatar, though, I completely agree. I was shocked how bad Qatar were. I mean, I expected at least, like, I thought they would be the South Africa. Similar story, um, you know. I know 
I, I hate talking about, like history of World Cups, but like because like, it has nothing yeah, to do with the yeah, current yeah, day. Yeah. But like yeah. South Africa, it's a similar story. Is in like they're yeah, not a great, yeah, they're not a great like host nation as in like footballing wise. Um, but I expect like Qatar to at least get like a result like on like yeah, that's, that's it's, it's, it was, losing it was all three games yeah. like. And they only scored like one goal through all those games. So, yeah. yeah, and um, the Dutch, um, obviously getting through in first, um, which I did expect, not playing particularly well. Um, they played a lot better coming into this World Cup, and we can kind of touch on how we don't think qualifying in the Nations League means anything, as we've seen in this World Cup. Yeah, none of those, none of those teams have played like they did in those yeah. uh, competitions. So, yeah, I mean the Dutch getting first. U.S. tomorrow, which I think will be a very interesting match. Also, reports coming out that they have like the flu now. Yeah, so. they're they're saying like Frankie De Jong and others like have like the flu, so um, it's not it's not looking good. But I mean, <laughs> by the time this comes out, uh, or by the time you're listening to this, you'll, the result will probably be out. So yeah, could um, be like an Alexi Lala situation. Uh, <laughs> so. Probably. Um, also, no shout out Cody Gakpo as well. I think I predicted him. In the turn, like before the tournament started, to to have a decent tournament, and he's yeah. he's done very well so far. So, um, we'll have to see where that leads him to. He's getting linked to to United now, which do you think, do you think a, you'll be able? You think you'll be able to cope with like Walker Zimmerman? <laughs> stop, stop, get out. <laughs> um, Group B. Um, uh, I'll I'll let you start on this one. What are your thoughts on on Group B? Um, this as we both talked about. <laughs> Was our we had a stinker here, an absolute stinker. But also, this was my most interesting group before the World Cup. I thought this would be super competitive, super, you know, and, and it was a decent group to watch. Don't get me wrong, but well, probably had how, like the worst football in the tournament. To how fair. bad were Wales, man? Yeah. How bad? <laughs> like, I think our like we, you know, you could get eleven men from like. You know, the nearby construction site put up a good like <laughs> fight against that team. They were awful. Like Rob Page might be the worst manager. I did predict them in Euro twenty twenty to go out in the groups because they had Rob Page and they weren't the same team. They got lucky ultimately. I think I maybe was a bit blinded by that because they just played a bit unreal. Um, but they just they were terrible. Yeah, Bale, Bale was awful. I'm sorry. Like the guy, you you know, sure he was like scored a pen, but None of their players stepped up. They didn't play. Like, they played so defensive. Like, why sit back when you need to beat England by, like, a decent amount of goals? And they they were on sitting... their heels against Iran as well. Just, yeah, you're like... sitting back? Like, what? what is that logic? And they lose, like, 3-0 to England anyway. Like, get it. That team deserves <laughs> to, like, get out. I'm sorry. Like, that's shocking. It's not good enough. Um, <laughs> so disappointing. It makes me mad because I, I yeah, expected yeah. more from yeah, Wales. Yeah, same, same. Bale's last stand, but just poor. Um. Iran, also another team severely disappointed in. I mean, come on, man. Like, best team in Asian qualifying? Not, no, sorry. This team, Kieros, Kieros should never, like, sure, he's a, he's done decent with the Iranian national team in the past. You know, he, like, held Messi into, like, the 90th minute, like, for, like, a streamer. <laughs> like, did did decent. Probably should have like won that game. highlight of his career. Like, yeah, yeah, should have won that like, game, though, honestly, against Argentina if there was VAR. I mean, there's a few questionable penalty calls, but... I mean, the guy for me has just. We saw it with Egypt. Obviously, you've known him for a long time now. Yeah. We both watched Kiero's football. He gets. He um, if he doesn't have luck on his side, he can't win games. Simple as that. If he doesn't have or an outstanding keeper, 
the guy's just he's just not a good manager. Um, mm-hmm. Iran should have kept with the same guy that they ran with throughout qualifying. I think they would have been much better. Yeah. Also, they were saying that the players didn't even want Kares back, like in the camp. Uh, oh, really? I didn't even yeah. know that. I'm not. So, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, as a striker, like Medi Taremi, who's their best player, Sardar Asmoon, who would want to play under Kieros yeah. when you yeah. can't get any chances? <laughs> yeah. You sit back the whole game. Like, who would want to play that type of football? They they were awful against England. I know the whole situation in Iran, and, and I feel really bad for them, but. Just a really poor circumstances for Iran. I think it really hurt them. So mm-hmm, yeah. um, then, you know, before like I let you go, um, the, the final two teams. Um, England, I'm not going to say too much about. Um, I thought we're decent, you know, typical England group states performance. Yeah, exactly. You know, draw against the U.S. Yeah. was disappointing, but really didn't mean much. Um, and then I'm not going to like go too much in depth in that performance, honestly, because I think people overreacted with yeah, how yeah, bad it was. I mean, it was just, you know, England drew Scotland and the Euros final i know the completely different tournament hosted it and what whatnot but still like group stage if you get through you get through mm-hmm. usa though usa though was our big i mean we expect yeah. them dead last and Burhalter, i mean rightfully I, so though yeah, rightfully so burr has looked like pep guardiola coming into this tournament <laughs> i mean the guy has made these decisions which he never even thought of making quality Maybe he was throwing qualifying as like a ruse or like a facade, like for like people to be like, oh, this team sucks. And then like come in the World Cup and play real. Like, it's so weird to me how he's just made all these like sudden changes. Tim Ream has been in the squad pretty much for a full year and now he's like starting in a World Cup. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's, it, that's... it is unreal. Someone must have changed this guy's mind. Like, in, like, I don't know what has happened, but making great substitutions as well. Back more, but I mean the guy, not Hayes Ferreira, not getting any minutes. Uh, Aaron Long, and the U.S. are playing phenomenal. So I don't know. The, I mean, it is a poor group, but they they look like they could get a result tomorrow. So yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll start with the U.S. Um, because that's the team that I was definitely most shocked by. I mean, we both had this team finishing last in the group because dead last. Yeah, yeah, because um. Oh, uh, Greg Berhalter loves starting like his Aaron Longs, like um, Jesus, Ferreira. Jesus Ferreira. Like, it, it, so uh, I mean, I, I think it would, like we we put them there rightfully so. But when you come into this tournament and you see like the likes of Tim Ream starting at the back after not being in the squad for like a year and like starting and playing every like. Playing like probably one of their best players in the tournament so far. Yeah. Maybe after like the likes of Tyler Adams and yep. others, but um, and then Jesus Ferreira not getting any minutes was like, I I mean the standards aren't very high, but like I was impressed <laughs> with him not playing him. Like, um, I like I I I was like, I I was like really shocked honestly. But I mean, as much as like he definitely deserves more credit than we gave him. I still don't I, – first of all, I still don't think he's a good manager. Second yep. of all, um, some of the decisions he made were still very questionable. I mean, when I'm looking at that Iran game where you have to win to get – you have to you have to win to go through, right? And in the, yep. the end, they got the job done, like fair play. But how is Gio Reyna sitting on the bench? Well, how yeah, is he not – when, when you're playing against the, the low block of, of, of Iran – why don't you bring him in from the start and like drop one of your like drop one of your midfielders, bring him in from the start and actually go for it. like what 
what is this? Or even drop like drop Josh Sargent. I know he played well in that final game, but <clears throat> why? Like they can't. They don't score goals anyway. Yeah. So and like I don't know. Maybe he's like scared to like play like without this whole like recognized number nine whole thing that like people say like oh like you need like a recognized number nine. I I mean I I, I can touch on that in a bit maybe when we get to Spain, but um, yeah. For me, for me, Gia Reyna right now is easily the U.S.'s best, at least most most talented player. I'll say that. Uh-huh. So when you, I don't understand how this guy is not getting more minutes than than he does, and I, I really feel for him because he, for me, he definitely deserves it. And um, as for like um, just like the the way they played, I mean. Let's not forget this team did only score two goals in the whole group stage. So yeah, I, but it's it's not bad. It's not terrible. But yeah, so. no, I mean it's not terrible, obviously. But like, I mean against England, I didn't really think they had too many chances. Like they they I the only ones I can really think of are like the McKinney one where he probably should have done better. But yep. And then also like the Polisic one where he hit the bar, but it's not like that was like a clear cut chance. It was just it was very, like a prayer. It was yeah, like yeah. Prayer. It was just very well struck from Polisic. But um, I, I really don't like. I, I I don't see why people are reading into that result so much because <clears throat> for me it was it was very evident that England just wanted to like kind of sit back in that game and like not really go for it because I think for me Southgate recognized that the U.S. was um, going to pose the most threat to England when it comes to like. Um, topping the group so I think England were very comfortable to just sit in and get a draw which is like a bit disgraceful considering all the talent they have but um, I think that's what that's what Southgate wanted to do and in the end he got he got it done I mean as for England like they they, they got the results against um, uh, Iran and Wales quite comfortably both yeah. those matches so I mean and they, they finished at the top of the group which is all that really matters and um I'm not too worried about them. I mean, they're kind of like a bit of a wild card. Um, so I, I mean, I you never really know what you'll get essentially. But... Yeah. Wait. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question about. Um, so there's a whole debate. One of the main debates of this World Cup. Well, not. I wouldn't say main. It's honestly not as popularized. <laughs> popular. I don't even know. Like popularized as uh, <laughs> in Euro 2020 or World Cup 2018, um, especially. How far do we go for Southgate to get like an extension in your mind? Um, that's a tough one, honestly. Um, With the keep in mind the route they have, so they would play Senegal most likely, and I guess Spain or Portugal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all it's all like very um. I, I I honestly don't know. I just think the, the English FA are very like stubborn people. Yeah. Like especially when it comes to like appointing a manager, um, they haven't had the best history in that, especially in recent times. Yeah, very true. Um, so I mean, I I don't know. I I, I honestly don't wouldn't be surprised if he's still in the job. Yeah. If they go on like a quarterfinal, but I mean, if they lose to Senegal, maybe there are some questions. But no, I, if I, he I, loses to Senegal, surely he has to get the sack. Like, I, no, I don't think. I, with sack all due respect, the, the with all due respect to Senegal, like I, I mean that that would, that would be a disgrace with this with this amount of talent. Like, I, like but I don't Senegal know if he'll get the sack though, because like 
the thing is, sure, the loss to Senegal, but it's like in international football, you have to be ruthless with your managers, right? But the F, this F particular FA, yeah, that's, loves that's Southgate. My, that's, that's like Martinez, Martinez, Roberto Martinez. We'll touch on Belgium later. Was not even sacked. He left. He resigned. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. not sacked. I don't think he would have got sacked. That's the thing. Um, even after losing in the group stage, because the FA loved him so much, it's because he got to a semifinal in 2018. We should have. Like, if we have a better manager, we sh- we would probably win the tournament. Mm-hmm. Fucking sorry, but like I'll edit that out. But England. <laughs> English, like Southgate, is just not like I don't know. He's so good in the media and so like I don't know, buddy buddy with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like makes good jokes and like the players love him. That like even uh, even the players would be, I feel like frustrated if he got. Yeah, I mean, not all of them. But I mean, if I'm if I'm Phil Foden, like I definitely am not loving my time. With the England camp, but I don't but, know. But that's what that there's there's gonna be players like that though with every manager. Yeah, of course, of course, and like, but when you look at like the more talented players, kind of similar to the whole Gia Reyna situation, like when you look at players like that, like for me, Foden is probably like after like De Bruyne and Holland, probably the third name on the team sheet for City. Yep. yep. Uh, and and he can't he can't get a game. I mean, he started against like Wales, obviously, but. He can't get a game regularly for for England. Like that, that's that's a bit shocking to me. But, uh, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, it's all going to come down to the FA. And uh, I mean, uh, we really it's it's very unpredictable as to the, yeah. especially for the English FA. But and, and we we can talk after this World Cup when we do an episode like about if you know if England go out, which I think they will. Like if Southgate's still in charge, will he waste this generation? We could like yeah, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but, yeah, no, as for the other two teams, um, very underwhelming. Um, I think you kind of got all, all, the, all, all my thoughts on them. But, yep. Yeah. Um, moving on to, to Group C now. Um, I mean, I think we have to start the first game in this group. I remember <laughs> me, and you, I, me and you were debating waking up for this match. Um, it was a 5 a.m. match at Eastern time. Um, and and we were, we were both saying like uh, this is gonna be like a white wall like it's gonna be like five nil like we were saying yeah. like we were, we were both like predicting like the scores you're like how many goals are Argentina gonna score <laughs> and yeah yeah we both decide okay well it's like it's like the fir- I think this was the first five a.m. game yeah like, it was, okay it was. well let's wake up for this one and then we both get up we watched the match and. <laughs> Argentina literally completely dominated the first half, as most yep. people know. And then Saudi Arabia come out in the second half <laughs> and absolutely put on the performance of of the century. Yeah. Genuinely. yeah. It was it was that like it was it was unreal. The way <laughs> that Irving Renard had that team set up. Um it was just it was ridiculous. It was beautiful to see. I mean, I obviously as a neutral, like I would love to see Argentina go far for Messi's sake, but um, I like at the end of the game, I was rooting for Saudi Arabia because you love to see that the, the atmosphere, like the fans from such an underdog team. I mean, I think I don't think anyone would have expected that. Yeah. Um, especially with the current form of Argentina or with the form of Argentina at the time, but um, yeah, no, I mean that I'll, I'll never forget when um. 
uh, I'm forgetting his name now, but the number 10 for Saudi Arabia doing the backflip. Uh, Al Dasari. Yeah, Al Dasari. That's, yeah. that's, that's a man, man who also scored against the Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. enough. <laughs> Don't have to remind me of that. But I, I'll, I'll never forget when he when he did the backflip um, to, to celebrate the winner. I, that, that was just chills. And for me, I think, I think that match specifically – changed the whole dynamic yeah. of the tournament so perfect, many perfect upsets quote. perfect so quote. many upsets i mean it when you look uh later that day i mean i can get to that game in a, in a bit but later that day tunisia played denmark and looked like they, they i mean they dominated like the match they looked like a top side yeah yeah they looked unreal and like i i'd predicted I'll, I'll get to them in a bit actually but um yeah no as for saudi arabia they did end up finishing in fourth but I mean that performance genuinely is the stuff of dreams. I mean, <laughs> the kids of, of of Saudi Arabia will probably be celebrating that victory for the rest of their lives. And I do think it will change Saudi Arabian football for like yeah, a hundred percent. That that's a, yeah. that's a generational performance. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was unreal stuff. Um, moving on though, as for um, Mexico, um, I thought they were very poor during this <laughs> tournament. I mean, I mean. There's not much really to say on them. Um, yeah. Tata Martino with probably another disaster class somewhat. Um, they they probably should have done better against Poland maybe. Argentina, I thought they were honestly a little bit unlucky to a certain extent, even though like they obviously didn't go for it at all. They were playing for the draw. But, I mean, it took kind of two wonder strikes from Messi and Enzo Fernandez to, to unlock the door there. Um and as for the game against Saudi Arabia, um, there was obviously that whole situation where, like, the tiebreakers and stuff. And eventually, um, it was coming down to, like, yellow cards, but they, they conceded a goal in the last minute. So, um, they got a little bit unlucky in the end. But I think, um, ultimately, like, based on their performance throughout the group, I, I don't think it was the worst decision. And, like, um, I kind of like that whole the whole fair play thing based on the way this team played because the amount of fouls they had against Argentina was just ridiculous. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, it completely killed the game. So I was kind of glad, like not glad to see them go out, but like I was glad that rule actually like was like very um, uh, eligible in this case. I guess I should yeah. say. Um, as for Poland. Um, <laughs> For me, they're they're a bit lucky to get out. I mean, I, th- yeah. I thought Saudi Arabia dominated the match against. It. Obviously, missed the penalty. Chesney, I guess credit to Chesney, put on. He's probably the, been the best goalkeeper in the tournament so far. Yeah, million percent. Um, two penalty saves, one from Al Dasari and the other from um, another number ten you might know by the name of Lionel Messi. Uh, but but not not Matt Turner. Okay, I mean no no Matt Turner was good. Matt Turner was good, but. <laughs> No, not Matt Turner. No, yeah. are you like Alexi Lalas? Like, I mean, well, Stu Holden did say Matt Turner is the best keeper in the tournament. So yeah. on paper, too. No, okay, okay. I believe he said that. Um, gosh. Um. No, but yeah. As for Poland, um, I thought the the, the result they got against Saudi Arabia is honestly a bit a bit lucky. I mean, they kind of. The floodgates opened at the end, but Saudi Arabia really did dominate that match. But um, yeah, no, um, they they were poor against Argentina as well. I thought, and then obviously Lewandowski missing that penalty against against Mexico. We made up for it in the Saudi Arabia game, but um, I still essentially stand by my take. I mean, when it comes down to it, he like I know he doesn't get the service, and like 
I, I know he's doing other another job, but for me, that penalty kind of sums up his career in big games. Like, yep. it, it's just like he, he he's not he's not at his best in them. Um, and as for Argentina, I know I predicted this team to go to a final and win it essentially. Um, and I stand by that take. Yes, I know they lost to Saudi Arabia. Yes, I know they have not looked convincing, but. Um, I think for me it was good to get that whole unbeaten streak thing like off of their off their shoulders. I, I never really liked those like whole like unbeaten streak stats because yep. like, if you go and beat like I mean I know this they, they're not like a European side or anything, but if you go and beat like San Marino and like like Vatican City or stuff like that, like, hey, like come on though. Like it's not like, like Bangladesh. Not, yeah, like that's not like a re- an accurate representation. When you have like a million draws in there as well, it's not like a very like good representation of how good you were but obviously their form has definitely not been as good as people would have thought coming in i mean this team was probably the second favorite after brazil but um they have not looked convincing but um they are on what it seems like a pretty easy route to at least the semi-final yeah um, which is good news for them but um i thought they were a bit underwhelming mm-hmm. no i completely agree i will add like um uh, just like one thing i thought um can't even remember what I was gonna say. Um, that's shocking. Uh, well, I'll just like summarize it like a bit of the group as well. I mean, Argentina for me, yes, they've been disappointing. Oh yeah, I was about the unbeaten streak thing. Um, it's it's such a fact that like unbeaten streaks are like you know they're meant to be broken. They're just like never they're never a good thing to have going into a, into a tournament. Only team I've ever seen do well with an unbeaten streak is Italy Euro twenty twenty where they defied all odds. Yeah, and also no one no one was talking about it before. Yeah, yeah, they, they weren't. Yeah, they they, weren't they like, started talking about it after. Like yeah, as and a they said they were like a dark horse. No one predicted. No, no, like a lot of people predicted them to win the tournament, but not like. They were yeah, in France. Like France, France were by like, far yeah. and away. France by, were by yeah, far. I've never seen. I've never seen hype like that for a team in my life. France were by far and away everyone's favorite to win it. Um, so like Italy didn't get the same hype. This Argentina team has hype behind it. Um, so having the unbeat streak does allow them now to one respond to adversity. It's also very difficult when you when you have such a long streak and when you go down in games, you don't really know what to do because yeah, exactly. So you're so you're kind of like struggling to to figure out, you know, oh, well, how do we respond to losing because we don't really know this feeling. So, you know, you see most teams that win the World Cup um, play poorly in a lot of matches, go down in a lot of matches. Um, And, yes, they have luck on their side. You need luck to win a World Cup. Yeah, Uh, 100%. But – a I mean, lot, a lot of the time, I would say the best team does not win the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, million percent. And people who think every time a tournament is won, whether it's World Cup or Champions League, the best team wins it. Don't. It's tournament football. It's not like it's a one-off game. Obviously, the Champions League's two legs, sure, but we can get into another debate about that. But like the World Cup, for for me, like the the best team who plays the best football usually never, and it's always yeah, the team that course, yeah. plays relatively conservative football and finds results um just through that and they win like one nil and they went off pens and stuff like that so um <clears throat> but yeah I, I i don't know i think this argentina team though has a very very easy route to a semi-final barring any upsets um i think they get there but you um, can't rule out at this point, yeah i, I will say mitch yeah. duke does look pretty dangerous yeah <laughs> so like i'm expecting like uh... I would love Australia like to get a result, but um, we'll see tomorrow. Um, 
but yeah, for the rest of the group, Mexico, we both predicted. I think that's the one team we did say right in this World Cup that was going to be shocking. And they, and besides Belgium, but Mexico were awful. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I um, think this is also the only group we got completely correct, maybe. Yep, completely. So, um, but yeah, uh, nothing much else to say on that group. Congrats to Saudi Arabia for a great performance. And Poland, yeah. very, very lucky to go through. Um, I think they'll go out in round of 16. Um, yeah. Group D. Uh, the infamous. This this is where things just turn. yeah. This this is probably our our, our biggest stinker of the yeah. Tournament. I mean, it just the tables turn after the Saudi Arabia yeah. match. Giant falling one after another. Yeah, yeah. France going down wow. one nil um, after Denmark tied Tunisia on the match day, and then France coming back <laughs> winning one. But I mean, it was like looking like the world was ending. The guy was in shock. yeah, yeah. It, it was it was seriously like and then, that day was yeah. just unreal. Man. And, then, and then France, France in the end losing to the B squad, but it is Tunisia. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. Tunisia dominated the match. Australia upsetting Denmark. And now let me get into my analysis of the group, um, so Alex can go right after me. Um, Denmark easily the most disappointing team of this tournament. If anyone says Belgium were the most disappointing team in this tournament, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> if, you ever see, points, like... if you ever see in the in this like media where they're like, oh, Belgium, they're one of the favorites. They should have won. No, if you watch football, you know we were nowhere near the team that we were. People who said we were like like this like top favorite just don't know. Now that's like first of all. Denmark were looked at as a dark horse in everyone's bracket. I mean, I remember Frank LaBeouf had them winning the tournament, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. And most people having them in a semifinal, at least. Um, and it always happens. This is just factual. With whoever, whatever a dark horse. I mean, including us as well, to be fair, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, this team was playing very good football coming in. And they're phenomenal at the Euros. But the thing is, when you hype up a dark horse or supposed dark horse, it never works out. Mm. Turkey Euro 2020. I don't know who the dark horse was in 2018. I'm trying to think of that was Serbia, like. Serbia. This yeah, Serbia, Serbia. Yeah, Serbia. Serbia. Serbia as well. Also in this tournament as well. I mean, just not. Serbia was a dark horse in 2018 as well. Awful. So it, whenever a team gets hyped up like that, they never, ever play well because the pressure just kills them. Also, I think Denmark. The Ericsson thing, I know it was awful what happened, but that inspired that team. It, it allowed them to come together. It changed yeah. the way they played football yeah. in, Euro, in the Euros. They didn't have that same factor. They didn't have that inspiration. And I, w- I was talking to Matt about this, Alex, like oddly yeah. enough. Like this was uh, – if you look at the Belgium, Germany, Denmark, these Western European countries – Look at the fans that they have compared to the yeah, other countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched all of Belgium's games. Well, there were probably a thousand Belgium fans at each game. Genuinely, no more. It was they. There were no fans for these teams, and it's like Denmark as well. Their whole red wall carries them so hard in home matches and qualifying mm-hmm. and everything. Their fans are so important. Belgium has great fans. Germany has great fans. They were just not there at this tournament, and. We can get into a whole debate about like politics and everything, but it really, really killed them how those fans – I think that those fans just not being there, not giving them the support, and they didn't have that inspiration. And Denmark just looked shocking. I mean, one point. Yeah. And then final two teams, I'll just get in quickly. Australia, I don't know what is – I mean, this team I thought was the worst Australia side I've ever seen coming into the <laughs> tournament, when going into a playoff. 
and then now beating Denmark and then like going through, I'm just in shock. Um, after losing four one to France, and then <laughs> yeah, Tunisia, Tunisia, the team we said literally, I think more than more, like they're yeah. like the stinkiest team, like as in like they're like the worst team in this tournament, like. Yeah. Or one of the worst, and no disrespect. I, 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 yeah, I, I apologize, Tunisia fans. <laughs> like, there's, there's no disrespect to them, but they were an awful side coming in, and this team played unreal. They played with passion. I have the utmost respect for Tunisia now. Unreal side. I mean, they be, they beat France and <laughs> drew Denmark. Who yeah. would have thought? And like, should have beat Denmark. Yeah. should have beat Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. Who would have thought in a million years you would see Tunisia beating France, albeit it's their B squad. But, I mean, Wabi Kazri, I, I, I think he should have played more minutes. I mean, seeing yeah. him in that match against France was just Maybe he was hurt. Unreal. Maybe he was hurt. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he just looked unreal. And, like, credit to the side. I mean, they played with so much passion. They can leave with their heads held high. Yeah. 100%. But, but yeah, you can, you can go on now. Um, I will yeah. say, though um, – Mitch Duke is, is an unreal okay, player. Okay, relax, relax. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you kind of got my all my thoughts out really on this group. I mean, Denmark, um, very average tournament from them. No, not, not, I mean, not, not average. Awful. I don't know why I said average. Yeah, very, one point. Very, very, very poor tournament. I, I think, like you said, they probably were the most disappointing side for me yeah. because. I mean, before the tournament, this team had so much hype. And like you said, yeah. I feel like hype is, is not the best thing to give, like, one of these teams before tournament. We saw with Argentina to an extent, um, and this team's suffering from it now. But um, France, I think, impressed me a lot. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I expected them to get out of the group. Yeah. Um, because like that, I, I, I never really bought that whole World Cup curse thing. I, I think that's yep. one thing we got right from this group anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I did not expect them to look this strong. I mean, they were unreal. Yeah. Like Giroud looks class, especially in the first match. Um, Mbappe looks very threatening. Although I do think Mbappe does spurn a lot of chances for them. <laughs> uh, like, I understand, like, obviously he's unreal, but. He got, I feel like he, he can be very wasteful and selfish at some times. Yeah, completely um, agree. I thought Dembele, Dembele looked brilliant in the across the three matches. And, and I think Rabio has been arguably their best player. Yeah, Rabio, Rabio's like Rabio, I don't know what happens to this guy. I mean, all these like a like a Allegri, like the Allegri goat. magic is like flowing, flowing <laughs> through like all Allegri the Allegri Okay, okay. <laughs> but um yeah, no. Um, uh, credit to France, Australia. Honestly, I'm just in shock that this team went. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Again, I think I think the performances of Australia and Tunisia are inspired by the whole Saudi Arabia result. I mean, yeah, I, I remember watching the, the Tunisia play against Denmark after seeing Saudi Arabia pull pull that off. The, the fans, the fans, and like the passion. I mean, you. I don't know. I I think his name was like Laboon or like Ladoon or something like that. Um, that like the the Tunisian. Uh, I think he's like a fullback or something. I'm sorry, but um, he goes in for that tackle on Ericsson like the, the third minute of the match, and he like pumps his fist and like yeah. celebrates like he scored a goal. I mean, the passion is just. You love to see. I mean, you love to see stuff like this in a World Cup, like. Yeah. Just seeing all the upsets. It's so unpredictable. I mean, 
who would have thought that Denmark would come last? Like most people predicted France to go out in the groups, but um, it's it's just um, it's it's brilliant to see. But yeah, um, yeah, no. Moving on, um, <clears throat> Group E. Um, this is a group that I think probably would have shocked a lot of people. Um, and I think it, it did shock me to a certain extent, but um, not the most unexpected for me, quite honestly. Um, yep. I, I, I think originally I had, I had Spain and Japan flipped. Um, well, r- technically, originally I had, I had the, the Japan topping the group and then Spain coming in second with Germany. Um, coming in third and Costa Rica last, but um, I did change my prediction to, to Spain coming in first, but um, I thought, <clears throat> sorry, I thought Germany looked very poor. Yeah. I thought Hansi Flick had a bit of a stinker um, playing Muller in these games. I mean, I know Havertz might not be like the best option and like, I don't know why not play Fulkrug. I mean, he was pretty unreal throughout the turn. I think he ended up with three goals or something like that. But yeah, um, I mean, they they looked they looked very poor. Like I know Sane was out, which obviously hurt them. Um, but he was used back though for the for the last game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 they're just very poor. I thought defensively they were very shocking. Sule. And- um, Klosterman in that first game. I'm sorry, not Klosterman. Schlutterback in that first game against Japan. I mean, the I don't know if you saw, but like the goal where like, um, essentially Schlutterback is like like ushering. I think it was Dewan to 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 the to the goal, like giving him basically a free shot. And then the way he sticks in the roof of the net, obviously is like unreal. But like, feel as though Neuer should probably do a little bit better there. Um, Neuer also was very poor throughout the tournament. I mean, yeah. especially when you have someone like Ter Stegen on the bench, maybe a little bit of Barca bias coming out on me, but I thought he should definitely get the nod at this but point. Can we also talk about Antonio Rudiger? Oh, yeah, I was getting there. I was getting there. Rudiger, I mean, first of all, in the Japan game, I think everyone saw this where he like did the whole like high stepping <laughs> thing, like kind of like poking fun at Japan. I, I was I was so I was so happy to see Japan win that game and kind of shove it in his face. I mean, yeah. he was poor. He was poor. He's I, an I, awful like, center back. He's the most overrated center back in world football. <laughs> I mean, that. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I I honestly completely agree. I think there's a reason he doesn't start from Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Um, as simple as that. You just kind of summed it up. And I thought, um, although they obviously had their lows, a lot of them at that. Um, I thought Musiala was unreal, unreal throughout the tournament. I think I think he recorded the stat. It was like 13 dribbles in the game against Costa Rica. Um, I think that's like the second or like that's like the second most ever be recorded in a World Cup, which is I mean, this guy is just special. I think I think he's really one for the future. Um but um yeah, moving on. Uh, I guess I'll go to Costa Rica. I mean I was very impressed to see this team obviously going losing in seven nil in that first match to Spain. I mean, who would have thought this team at one point was advancing through the group ahead of the team that they beat seven nil as well or lost to seven nil? Sorry. Um, I mean, the way they bounced back against Japan, um, the way they challenged Germany like they did. Um, I think a lot of credit has to go to the side and like that mentality is just. Is a, 
for a team to lose 7-0 and come out a few days later and, and win against a team that's probably full of confidence. That's just I mean, it's 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 insane to me. I mean, and the and the way they played against Germany, I thought was very admirable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, fair play to this team. Um as for Japan, um <laughs> What what like the 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 order of results in this tournament? I think that, again, this is another product of the whole Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia Argentina game. But yeah, um, I, the way they like sat back against Spain and Germany, getting dominated in the first half, and then they come out and get two goals in the way they did, um, in both those matches, and come back to win two one, and both those matches, I thought were very like, I mean, you have to give this 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 team credit. I mean. It was very, very well done. You could tell that was their plan from the beginning as well. They were always going to do that. That's why the likes of Mitoma, Brighton, wasn't starting and um, others as well. I mean, fair play to this team, man. I mean, they, they fully deserve to top this group. Um, but as for Spain, um, I, I, I didn't think they were, they were too poor, honestly, even in the game against Japan. Um, I thought what really led to their downfall was kind of like individual mistakes, I would say. I thought Balde, um, although I do rate him a lot, I thought the pressure got to him a little bit in the in the um in the Japan game specifically. Um and even in the Germany one, you know, people say the, the goal was his fault. But um yeah, I I think some questions do have to be asked of Luis Enrique though. I mean, I don't know what you thought of Rodri at center back, but uh, it just did not. It wasn't a natural fit for me. And Busquets. Yeah, Busquets for me. Uh, he has to. He has to be out of the side at this point. I mean, Busquets is just. He's he's too old. I thought he was. He gave away the ball too easily, especially in the game against Japan. Um, I mean, for me, he just ha- he has to get out of the side, and Rodri should be in that spot. And you have the likes of Pau Torres to play alongside Laporte at the back. So I I don't know why. I mean. No one can really explain Luis Enrique's decisions, especially like even starting Asensio in like the first the first two matches. Um, uh, I don't understand why not start Morata, but I mean Morata did get three goals. I don't know, maybe that's um, maybe that was like part of his plan. So, um, and as for like this whole recognized number nine thing that Spain don't have, quote unquote, I think it's all I think it's all a sham. I think it's all like. People say, "Oh, you need like a out and out number nine. I mean, they scored they scored the most goals, in probably. One, yeah, like the, that's a historic number of goals um, in a World Cup match without this recognized number nine. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't I don't really buy that whole thing, but I, I thought they played well, but um, still some questions to be asked of Luis Enrique, especially. But yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see how they fare against Morocco, but. Yep. No, I think you perfectly uh, summed up that group. I don't really think I need to get into more uh, detail. I do think Japan um, are going to be like a dark horse, right? Like they're my like dark horse to go deep in this tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do look very good. Yeah. Um, group F. Um, this is Belgium's group, I believe. Yeah. Um, like, where do I even start? I mean, it's not like a surprise, though. Let's be honest. If you think this is a surprise. You haven't been watching Belgium play for the last two years. I was called every name under the sun. 
for saying Belgium would go out in the groups. And look at me now, and insert like the Thanos quote, like <laughs> uh, they called me a madman. Like I'm like I don't want to say like I'm a prophet, but like I mean it's just facts. Like look, look at the way we played. We played awful in the first two matches. First <laughs> Martinez. Um, I will dearly miss him as a person. I think he created some of the best memories of my childhood. But I mean, if you look looking back at that 2018 game, yeah, he has we, to go. if we have Pep, if we have Pep or like a top <clears throat> manager, we win that tournament. So like, it's it's just like it was a bit of a sham that the World Cup 2018. I can get into this whole rant about Belgium, and I'll make a video on my channel. But um, ultimately, it's not good enough. You can't beat Morocco. You don't deserve to go through. I mean, sure, if we had Lukaku healthy for the full tournament, maybe things change. But ultimately, um, with the talent that we that we have and we possess, sure, defensively, we're not great. But we do have a lot of young players, which Martinez just did not play. Um, and Onana, I think, was our best player of the tournament for me. Um, or Courtois, obviously. But Onana was unreal. And obviously missed the Croatia game because he was suspended. But... Just, um, you know, just a poor showing. Um, I thought people say, people obviously, as I've told you, Alex, are like hopping on like the Lukaku meme thing now. It's like happening. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's just to me. It's I like, feel for him, to be honest. Yeah. It's just a bit of a disgrace. I mean, people who think this guy is like an awful, people like put him on the level of like, like I've seen people in comments that put this guy on the level of like, um, I don't know, like a, a Odie Nagalo, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, re- like this guy's nineteenth all time in prem goals, and but people, no one will talk about that. The guy missed some sitters, yes, but it for me it doesn't matter. For me, we didn't deserve to go through Lukaku. He doesn't come into that game. We don't even get those chances. I mean, let, and, let's not forget this guy hasn't played football in three months or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, and you throw him into a, and this is a Martinez mistake. You throw him in, yeah. I don't understand why he's not. He clearly was fit enough. I'm sorry. The guy was clearly fit enough to play. He, he definitely Yeah, if, if, he's fit, if he's fit to play, the, if he's fit to play 45 minutes, surely you start him. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to kind of get into yeah. it a little bit. But I, I, how how is that? Like, Roberto Martinez, the way they, had, they were set up against Croatia, especially in the first half, they were very passive. I yeah, mean, yeah. Very like it looked like they they were the team like settling for a draw when they, yep. they needed the win to go through. I mean, this is very poor stuff. I mean, I don't know how you can be on the verge of elimination and be so like casual about it. I mean, yeah. And I think for me, if Lukaku starts, he he scores all those chances. Um, because I mean, you can't just throw someone who hasn't played football in three months or something like that into a game like that of, of that importance and stuff and expect him to, to capitalize. Of course, he probably should have finished those chances. There's definitely no yeah, doubt. Yeah, no, no one debates it. But, but like, I mean, I just feel for him. Like, yeah. Uh, and, like, all the memes and stuff, it's, like, a bit, uh, like. It's, a bit it's just people who don't watch, like, football. think he's, like, you know, like the Lakaka meme. Like, like yeah, they think yeah, they're, yeah. like, funny. Like, the guy – only reason, and I'll like we can talk about this on other episodes, and I this I can make this an hour long rant. But the only reason this guy failed at clubs like Chelsea and quote unquote failed at United when he scored twenty seven goals in a full season, is because he's played for the most conservative managers in world football, and he has no service. The guy relies on service, and that's like the type of striker he is. People 
like Tuchel thought he was like a back to goal only player and like relies on like top ins. Like, sorry. And yeah. he got in unlucky with injuries and everything. But like, it's all another debate. But the thing is, Lukaku, as I know, there's no debate anymore. This guy is Belgium's best player in the national team. It's not even close. The guy, De Bruyne was awful. Um, well, I like, I just had the most American pronunciation of like his last name there. But like, the guy, he, he was awful in the first two matches because he didn't have anyone to give the ball to. That's why he wasn't great, obviously. But, like, Lukaku changes the way we play. He's so dynamic. He can come into the midfield and hold up play. He bullied that Croatian defense. Yeah. And he was just unlucky. I mean, it just happens. Like, I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him at all for, for going out. Like, if you do, you're just a very casual fan because you've, yeah, exactly. you know, you're just watching, oh, he, the guy missed sitters, so obviously it's his fault. Sure, it's his fault for – for missing those chances, but without him, we don't even like. He, when he came in, we were a completely different team. The confidence yeah, we had, the, 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 the Kevin De Bruyne was playing like back to his like Manchester City like you know performances, like playing very well. Like, but you know, I, and like the last thing I'll say about Belgium is obviously Martinez. It's I, I will miss him honestly. I don't think he was an awful manager. I think he's just an average manager. And the thing is, he just made he makes poor decisions, but. He's only good when he has the top, top talent around him. Let's be honest. He, he's not a great manager with these these like sides that have a mix of good talent and bad, you know, old, aging players. Um, and the thing is, for me, I don't know how Doku only played 20 minutes. When yeah, he I was going to mention that. Yeah. Unreal in the Croatia game. I mean, this kid has such a bright future ahead of him. Hopefully the next manager we have makes him a, a key component in, in the future tournaments. So a lot of bright young talent for us, but you're a 2024. We're going to have to see um, even if we qualify, but um, now uh, moving on though to the, to the next few teams is not going to say a whole lot. Croatia, not too much to say about them. I think they're an average team. Uh, like, I'm sorry. Like, like you'll call me a salty, like Belgium fan, but that team is not, touching the world cup i'm sorry like they're they're going out around a 16 quarterfinal 100 um and i i there's been a huge wave of croatian fans like saying they're gonna like win the world cup or like get to the final uh and like have like a 2018 run sorry i'm sorry like that side is just nowhere near good enough um but credit to them they did go through um i thought we're very very good in canada's match for sure um i'll talk about canada john herdman i think is a fantastic manager people criticized him heavily in the morocco and canada games you can't really do much at that point because you take away your whole style of play when you need when you need results it's difficult for a manager to adapt and Canada's defense Alex as you've talked about has were awful yeah I mean, they were very poor just so very that, poor. that batch why goal like I won't forget like in the, <laughs> and like yeah. just completely against the run of play and I don't know if you saw the the board jam mistake um against Morocco yeah I did yep <laughs> so like and, and the Anestri goal as well I mean from like I don't know yeah they, they, they just don't have the quality really to like compete at the level to be honest with you yeah yeah and, and I do – don't get me wrong. I do think they would have gotten through if they were in, like, the U.S.'s group for sure. But um, let's be honest. Like, this, this team just – they should have beaten us, and they, they couldn't. They couldn't finish their chances. Um, but they have a lot of great young talent. I look forward to seeing what they do in 2026. Um, yeah, for Jordan. sure. Yeah. And then the final team, uh, Morocco. The team – another team who we thought would be average at best at this tournament, pretty poor, honestly. <laughs> has just completely 
I, I do think it is a bit of an Arab magic. I mean, a lot of these Yeah, teams, their fans were... Yeah, because wow. all these Arab teams that have so many fans because they're close to Qatar, relatively close compared to other countries. Morocco was flooding the stadiums with fans, 50,000, like packed and, and they it, it's just such a uh, a cool story to get behind i know their fans are a, bit, a little bit cocky but they're riding the wave right now i mean they're on cloud nine and i yep. do think they're gonna upset spain i mean it's just kind of the momentum that's swinging that way and that's a derby between those two nations morocco and spain have a lot of history close geographically it's gonna be a derby and i think spain could get rattled by it and yeah, morocco agreed, just look yeah. like a top top side right now i don't know what yeah. is can happening. we talk about ziesh really quick yeah yeah you the can guy, you can get in now yeah the guy has been like i mean he hasn't played football regularly in probably like what two years ever since he moved to chelsea yeah and then he turns up in a tournament like this also hasn't played for morocco in yeah so long i mean obviously he got called up right before the tournament yeah, but very he had good that point. whole situation um and uh this team just looks they look they look very good man i mean um, I know like they've had their ups and downs as a team, but I think the performance they've put on so far has been very, very good. I mean, they look solid at the back, um, for the most part anyway, um, going forward, they look like a, a, a decent threat. I mean, I didn't see much in the Croatia game, but, um, in the other two games, of course, they look, they look very threatening going forward. And I think they have the momentum right now to likely pull an upset against Spain, but, um, I guess, yeah, like you said, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, no, as for, I don't really have too much to say on this group. Um, Canada, obviously, were a bit disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, I think they probably should have got the result against against you guys, Belgium. That yeah. is. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you do, kind of have to finish your chances. They did get a penalty. Yeah, and they weren't able to finish that. But I, what would you say was worse? Uh, Alfonso's penalty or Andre Ayew's penalty? Oh, oh definitely Andre Ayew's. <laughs> definitely. That, the the thing the thing with with Alfonso's penalty, I don't know why, but the ref like waited like so long to blow the whistle. Yeah, yeah. For Andre Ayew's pen, he like waits like like a year to take. It. I don't know what he's doing. Like he's probably thinking about the Asamoah Gyan miss. Like, back in I, he is, and that's the weird thing is he is. I believe he's one of the only remnants from that 2010. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He is him and his brother, but so why don't you have Inaki? Like just, we can get into that group, but like, yeah. why don't you I mean, have I guess, I guess cause you're like the captain. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't really understand the whole situation, but yeah, <laughs> no, we'll get, we'll get there in a bit, but um, yeah, no, um, Canada, like I said, were disappointing, especially I think they, they lost it at the back for me. Um, I thought Belgium, um, I mean, we we did expect this from them, so no real surprise there. Yeah. Um, Croatia again, like you said, very um toothless in the attack. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't really see too much like I, I don't see any of these teams really going too far except for potentially Morocco could go on a run but yeah um as for Croatia um I think they 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 um their world cup will be over in the round of 16 when they face Japan but yeah I agree um yeah no moving on to group G though um Brazil topping it of course you had that bold take of Brazil going on the groups and and for um, a brief moment in the Serbia match and 
I mean, we can get into Brazil. You can start off. You can like talk about the group first, obviously. But Brazil, for me though, have not been whatever. Yeah, they've, they've been average for me. Yeah. They've been average for me. But so, um, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get into Brazil right now. Actually, I mean, uh, where do I start with this team? Um, the whole five attackers with like Paquetas, like an eight. It's essentially a four four a four two four. Yeah, with Paqueta being one of the two. Yeah, so it's essentially like a four-one-one-four. Yeah, how does that work tactically? Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I thought Serbia were very disappointing this tournament. Um, yeah, and they were disappointing the Brazil match as well. I thought Switzerland really posed a threat to Brazil, like Brazil's yeah. full starting lineup. I mean. They, they they kind of got I would say like a bit lucky. I mean I know they had their chances and whatnot, but yeah. um the way um Casimir I thought it was very well taking goal, but the way they kind of won it off that I thought was like as late as they did I thought was a bit fortunate. I mean they they did deserve to win the game. To get me wrong, but um yeah no and for that first goal the Rashalison goal like obviously it's a wonder strike. I'm not taking anything away from it, but. But the ball in from Vinicius, <laughs> it's first of all, he's trying to do like the, the whole Modric Travella yeah. that like he does like in Madrid, obviously. And then it, it completely, completely scuffs it. It's like an awful ball. <laughs> the touch from Richarlison is awful. I mean, of course, it just sets up perfectly for him to take like a, a scissor kick, which obviously that final touch was a thing of beauty. But um. <laughs> I thought the buildup for that for that goal was not definitely not the best to say the least. Yeah. Um. But as for Brazil, um, and obviously they they, they lost to Cameroon, but I think um, you can't really take too much away from that game. But yeah. Um. Yeah. No, they they they, they don't look as as threatening as people would say. I think even to a certain extent losing Neymar, I think will definitely hinder them. And it's, I'm not sure he's going to be fully fit um, by the time they, um, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be fully fit for the round of 16, but. Um, They're saying a final, like he'll be fully fit only by. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. I think they're going to miss him a lot, even though I didn't think he was very good against Serbia, but. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, moving on. Um, Switzerland, I thought, were very good this tournament. I mean, there's not really much for me to say. I mean, Shakiri turning up as he always does. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if you saw that stat, but he's like the third player after uh, Ronaldo and Messi score in um, three straight world Yeah, well, I mean, like every every major world tournament, cups. he's like the Albanian Messi. I mean, no. Yeah. Why do I say like I said the Albanian? I mean, like he, I'm pretty sure he considers. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like the Alpine yeah. Messi is what they call. Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah, he's he's like, I don't know how. Like he's had like an awful season for for Chicago Fire as well. But, <laughs> Chicago um, Fire. Yeah, he, he always seems to, to turn up. But um, and also Briel and Bola, I thought was class. And Granite Shaka, especially today against Serbia, looked very, very good. Yeah. Very convincing, very calm on the ball. But yeah, no. Um as for Serbia, like I said, they were very disappointing. I honestly don't even want to talk about them too much. They just yeah. looked like I, I thought the management, I mean, apparently from what I've been hearing, they've had like a lot of injuries. Yeah, Vlavic and Mitrovic. Vlavic, yeah, Vlavic, Mitrovic, even Kostic to an extent. Yeah. Um 
they just never really they, they were very weak at the back as well. Yeah. Um I thought one player who had who had a bit of a breakout tournament was um Pavlovich. I think he plays for um Salzburg in, in Austria, but um he looked he looked like a good, a very promising talent, but yeah. Um <clears throat> as for their performance as a team, they they were good going forward. Um aside from the Brazil game, but they're good going forward, but um in the end, the, the defense really did let them down. Um, yeah. Finally, Cameroon. Um, I've, they did surprise me a little bit because they – I mean, obviously they got the Brazil win, but, okay, let's be honest. Like, they, uh, the Brazil were, were coasting at that point. But, yeah, um, I'm surprised they got a point in this group, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, thought Abubakar, especially in, this, in the Serbia game, for me, that was the best goal that the scoop he had over um yeah um Milinkovic Savage. Wow. <laughs> that that was that was unreal stuff. I mean that that goal I thought for me was the best goal of the tournament so far. I mean the way the height on the scoop is just like is wow. But um <clears throat> yeah, no, I thought Cameroon definitely surprised me a bit. I think there was like that. I don't know if you saw like that whole situation with like Andre and Nana going home. Like, yeah, really. I did see that. Because yeah. like he apparently the, the coach like didn't like his like goalkeeping style, whatever yeah. that means. Um, no, it was apparently. So I was told by someone that apparently he was asked to play the long ball and he just didn't want to. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, yeah. they 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 can leave with their heads their heads held high to certain yep. extent. Obviously, beating Brazil in the last game. But um, yeah, no. That's that's Group G, pretty much. Um, the final group, Group H. Um, like this one, uh, Portugal. We did expect to win it. No real surprise. Uh, <laughs> but uh, more shockers in this one. I mean. Well, yeah. not. I mean, we did say South Korea had a good chance to get out. Yeah, um, but just the, in Uruguay. the fashion they did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We picked Uruguay to get out, but that was kind of a precautious pick. I mean, they were. I think. I think you may have picked South Korea. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I might have said that. I might have said that in the last one, but because I did change it like once or twice. But it was between those two teams. Um, Uruguay for me weren't disappointing because I just knew they weren't a great side. You can. At, at, I think. Um, Alexi Lalas' partner, uh, David Moss, he had like a good point about this. Um, he did say like uh, come the bowl has had a huge drop off in the last four years um, in terms of team's quality because, I mean, Uruguay are the Belgium of South America. It's a very similar story. They have a golden generation and it's well, aging. I mean, they also have won a trophy. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're a very they're a very they're a very um what's it called a very like old like yeah like, like old side uh, aging side so um yeah I don't know wait wait did you say they have won a trophy or haven't they have they have I mean not yeah. this generation but like yeah well well yeah like okay. before the war yeah. Okay, well, no, okay. <laughs> nice. Um, I, no, I believe they won the Cup America, though, with Suarez in 2011. No, yeah. Well, that was also, like, in, like, 
bit like those the dark bad. ages yeah, but like, uh, that's like that's like the and also man. like the copa american euros i mean let's let's not get into that conversation but. yeah yeah agreed but um yeah it's like it, about as like far away as like Lewandowski scoring in a big game so uruguay <laughs> um obviously though not a huge disappointment for the for me because it, it was a bit expected um south america just has a has had a huge drop off in quality and I think, you know, that's a whole nother debate for another time of what's happening. But yeah. um, these teams seem not getting not be getting better in all, in all honesty, uh, because I'll just say right now, I think a lot of these players going to Europe hurts South America a lot. And yeah. the dream is only to play in Europe. So I think the national teams in South America are only going to continually get worse. So um, un- uh, time will change. They will get better maybe eventually. But um, right now. It's, it's not looking too promising, um, it, apart, obviously, from the top two sides in Argentina and Brazil. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Uruguay, not a huge disappointment. Uh, South Korea today winning off a 90th-minute winner against Portugal's wow. B team. Wow. Um, to qualify, and I was <clears throat> super happy for him and Son, this South yeah. Korea team. Um, it, it's good to see Son, you know, his probably – I don't know if it's his last ever World Cup. Um, he'll probably have one more in him, but you know, I, I don't know if he'll. This this is like his one chance to go to the round of sixteen. If there's any yeah. tournament, it's going to be this one. Um, so, and I do think they can pull off an upset against Brazil because I think yeah, Brazil sure. will come into that. Brazil will come into that match very uh, confident that they're going to get a result. So, um, and then and then. Um, Ghana. I mean, a team who I also said would be awful. I was would be surprised if they scored even. And this team, Mohamed Kadus was unreal. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this side just well, collecting a bunch of players that hadn't played together before. Um, there were rumors of putting in Hudson Adoy and players like that to the squad, but I believe they couldn't get his uh, passport in time and just didn't mm-hmm. really work out. But well, yeah, yeah, it, it was um, it was just difficult for them to for uh, them to bring them in. But, you know, Anaki Williams didn't have a great tournament. Um, but, like, players like that did help the side a lot. Um, and, and obviously, Muhammad uh, Kadus and Andre Ayu, to a certain extent, were their stars. Ayu has always turned up big for Ghana. Um, but today, he was the man that costed them against Uruguay. I think they probably would have won the match if he'd scored the penalty. Um, Football heritage. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ghana did impress me um, quite a bit. Um, I thought they were, you know, uh, a bit unlucky against Portugal not to get a result. Um, so, but, but a, a decent showing from them, and I think they can keep their heads held high as well. I mean, not, you know, not a bad tournament from them. Um, but yeah, nothing really much else to say about uh, Group H. But yeah, no, I think you kind of summed it all up. Uh, although I do want to touch on um, Ghana. They should have gone through the final match day. Andre Ayu <laughs> let them down. I mean, uh, who you can't make up that sort of script. Like, Ghana get like another penalty against Uruguay to go through. Yeah, and get revenge, and of course, like they they end up missing it. Like, I, I mean. Wow, I, I, I you just can't write a better script. And then Suarez plays unreal. Yeah, like, like Suarez like, had the like game. He, I haven't seen Suarez. yeah, I haven't seen Suarez play play this good since like his Barca days. Yeah, he's like megging people and stuff. Like, <laughs> and that assist, just, beautiful assist, should have scored. Yeah, wow. Suarez. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I do think Uruguay were a bit unlucky. They probably should have had at least a pen. I thought the one on yeah. Darwin Nunes was true. Kind, but 
Um, and it was, I thought it was a crime. Like I talked about this before on another podcast, um, earlier that before the tournament, I mean, they are was not even starting for Dio, uh, Dio yeah, Alfonso. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean he's, he's one of the few players in South America remaining at the top level. I believe that like would be a star in Europe. If yeah. He went to, like yeah, a smaller club. 100%. Um, so, and he's been one of Uruguay's top players. So yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, nothing much else to say about, uh, group H. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before, before we move, um, before we end the podcast? Um, not really. I mean, like, um, just, uh, I wanted to know your, uh, thoughts on like the, the U S well, we can just talk about the two matches tomorrow. Um, I guess. And like, well, not we don't have to go too much into detail because then we get the whole prediction thing. The podcast would be like two hours long, but yeah. um, just like sum up. I mean, I'll just ask this question about the U.S. in particular because you know a lot of American fans will be listening to this. Uh, just you know, obviously, just because of the demographic and stuff. Um, Alexi Lalas and people like that, Landon oh, Donovan, calling this team a favorite. We're here to play. We're one of the favorites. Infamous. Like, uh, like a signature quote that's been blowing up everywhere. Uh, and Alexi Lalas saying Argentina will be lucky to avoid the U.S., stuff like that. Oh, my God. Um, what are your thoughts on the hype that this team has generated? Not the team itself, but just the, the hype. Yeah, and all these, you know, we've seen all our friends and people that we, you know, have not watched football before just now post in the U.S. and like acting like experts. Yeah, like, like you said, like I don't mind people. Like, obviously, I love to see the sport grow and whatnot. Like, like yeah. I don't mind that at all. But I mean, when I see like people like just like to come up. It gives me it gives me England vibes like a lot like yeah there's a reason similar. every every nation in the world like um, basically every nation hates England doesn't want them to win a World Cup yeah because the second they do it they're not gonna stop talking about it for the next like yeah, they haven't stopped talking about years. this in 1966 <laughs> and like, they, it was a robbery yeah. as well like like yeah that. yeah yeah like I mean goodness I mean I don't I I hope we don't turn into that and like. I do think like the the U.S. side is definitely it's it's like it's something to be proud of for sure, especially based on the recent performances. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, this is America, and that's that is what the media is going to do. But yeah, I mean, for me, I I just kind of waiting for them to go out. So Alexi, like they don't stop, they stop talking about them like every yeah. two seconds. It's, I mean, I I do it's think ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I do think in like the in the World Cup final, you're still gonna hear the U.S. talk. They're yeah. be like, how would you U.S. in 2026? to this point yeah, yeah i guarantee I mean, you that will be a talking point yeah um, it's just like i i remember on on the final match day i mean i know the u.s iran was definitely the more crucial game for the group but in the entire pregame they did not mention the england wales game not even yeah, once yeah. i mean <laughs> i don't know that uh, maybe it just needs to go to someone other than fox or something like that but <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm getting a bit sick of, like, um, Alexi Lala so, and, like, Landon Donovan and crew. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think um, – I don't like the Dutch, obviously, I'm Belgian. It, I'm going to be completely neutral in this game because – well, actually, I'm going to be happy for this game because one of my most hated teams will go out. Um, <laughs> and, and for me, I think, though, the U.S. needs to go. I mean, this is a team that's now – people are starting to give a 
little bit too much praise. And and, and I think losing yeah. to this Dutch side in the round of 16, it would not be a crazy accomplishment for the U.S. looking back at this tournament because I think this it would actually be a bit of a disappointment um, looking on like what these Fox people have expected this team to do. Alexi Las expects this team to go to a semifinal. Uh, Lennon Donovan expects this team to go to a final. All these fans now are hyping this team up like they are a favorite. So now going out in the round of 16, they just like a normal average side. And I don't think it would do, do a whole lot for them. So I do think it would like take out a lot of the hype. And I would love to see just a, a honestly, a, a, a Netherlands thrashing of this side. Yeah. And also for me, um, going on the back of this tournament, I mean, so I mean, the U.S. really don't really have any big tests until the next World Cup, right? After this World Cup, of course. But So, do you think Burhalter will still be here in four years' time? Million percent. Million percent. There is no chance. I think it's going to hurt them a lot, to be honest. No, no, there is no chance Greg Burhalter will be sacked after this tournament unless they lose the Netherlands tomorrow 5-0. There was no chance he will be sacked. Um, yeah. th- this tournament has the England results, I think, gives a lot of promise. I think that the U.S. fans have changed a lot on their perception of Burhalter in the media. I think there's not even close to as much hate on this guy as there definitely was. Not, definitely not, yeah. Um, and I think he's definitely going to get an extension. Now, could we see a Jurgen Klinsmann situation? What happened after 2014? Mm-hmm. Guy goes to... Guy gets out of the group of death, looks unreal. The U.S. looked like a good side, genuinely. Lose to Belgium. And then he does poor in qualifying and gets fired. Or, like, does, like, a poor run in, in the Copa America or whatever. Like, I mean, got them semifinal. But got, like, yeah, yeah. Battered to, like, <laughs> but they got, like, battered by Argentina. But, I mean, like, it's also, yeah. No, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I mean, that was a bad, I think that was a bad U.S. team as well in 2016. But, like, I mean, you know, you you don't know what happened. You you don't know what can happen between That's now true, yeah. and, and twenty twenty six. Who knows if the U.S. You know, they might go into another Copa America to test themselves. They might, yeah, um, you know, like I've heard like rumors of like the Euros adding to, like <laughs> foreign teams. Like, yeah, yeah, there a lot of a lot <laughs> or no, of no, not the Euros. Sorry, like the like the there's like a like the Nations League, but it's like an international Nations yeah, League yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like. Just, I don't know, it's just like stuff like that. It could happen in four years, but we'll have to see. I mean, Burhalter, I what? Uh, I'll, uh, just to answer your question, like briefly, is he's going to stay after this World Cup? Let's be honest. There's, he's not going to get fired. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah unless they lose like 10 nil, like I said. So, <laughs> you know, it looks likely he'll stay. We're just going to have to see what happens between now and 2026 um, in terms of like, qualifying and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Um, have any more questions? Uh, no, nothing for me. Do, do you think? Um, do you think? You think it's like written in the stars, obviously for like Portugal, Argentina. But like, I do want to ask. So, like, let's say, let's say, like, get, like those teams goes out, or something happens, they go out. I want to ask you about France. Do you think this team? has what it takes to, to repeat and win this World Cup under Deschamps and having all these injuries? Um, As of right now, yes. But that can, I also do think to an extent, like I know Denmark, um, obviously on paper, was a test. Yep. I think they haven't really been tested yet, and they probably won't be until the, until the quarterfinal. That's when we'll see 
what this team is really capable of. But... Are are they vulnerable? I think. Um. Do they have any weakness? I, I thought I thought they had more of a weakness when Lucas Hernandez was playing, and I mean that was evident by the Australia goal. But um, obviously they have they have tail there now. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. I mean, if something happens to Rabiot or Chilmeni, I think it could be, or or Mbappe for that matter. I think it could be um, a bit worrying for them. Yeah, um, and I, I I do agree. I I don't think we've really seen the weaknesses because. Let's be honest, their group was bad. And well, they did lose to Tunisia, but it was a, a B team side. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I France do struggle usually against the smaller teams. That's just like how it's been. And, yeah. and yes, that's history, but they shot this is under the same manager. Deschamps just in general struggled against small teams. And what could be worrying for France, in my opinion, obviously they haven't been tested, but every knockout game will be a test. Every knockout game is always a close game. You yeah, never rarely. Poland, aside you, from Poland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you still you <laughs> one match. I think it's gonna be. I, I'm sorry. Close. I'm sorry. I I don't think I don't, I don't think it'll be close. To be I I think I think Poland could get like a result, but like. I mean, I hope so, but. I think like just the the intensity of those matches makes it very tight and close and. I don't know. France will we'll have to see what their their weaknesses will really be tested in the knockout stages. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be doing an episode after the World Cup finishes or maybe before the final or something, giving a wrap up um, of this tournament. Uh, but it is, has been very exciting and uh, we'll definitely make some TikTok clips, um, you know, covering, uh, you know, this, these takes and uh, whatnot. So uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.